St. Lucia celebrates its 41st year of independence on February the 22nd, and we celebrate you. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie, and in this episode, we are celebrating with St. Lucia. St. Lucia celebrates its 41st year of independence on February the 22nd, and we celebrate you. First, let's talk about where St. Lucia is located. St. Lucia is a part of the Lesser Antilles and is located northeast of the island of St. Vincent's. The culture on the island of St. Lucia is a blend of influences from African to French as well as English heritage. And the language spoke on the island is a St. Lucian Creole French. The island is known for its Piton Mountains and its drive-in volcano, refreshing waterfalls, sparkling, sparkling waters, spectacular hiking trails, beaches, as well as their local street parties and some exclusive restaurants. That being said, the national dish for St. Lucia is called green figs and saltfish, or AKA green banana and salted cod. Here are some fun facts about the island. Did you know that St. Lucia has produced two Nobel Prize winners, Derek Walcott for literature in 1992 and Sir William Arthur Lewis for economics in 1979? It also has a unique name. It is the only country in the world named after a woman. St. Lucia is also known for having a long colonial history. First settled by the Dutch, then the French, and finally the British before claiming its independence in 1979. And one of the most interesting facts about St. Lucia is that it has the world's only driving volcano. You can drive up and park beside the active volcano and take a close look at its um, boiling sulfur springs and just witness the power of nature in all of its vastness. Of course, now we reach my favorite part. And in St. Lucia, their folk tales are centered around Compre Lapin tales. And there are a number of them because Compre Lapin is very similar to our Anansi in that the stories are about a rabbit that is quite the trickster and we have a few for you this evening. I say crick, you say crack. Crick, crack, crick, crack. Let's get into it. This first story is called Back to the Land for Comprer Lapin. Once upon a time, there was a famine. Food was scarce. Hungry and weak and not knowing what else to do during a famine, Comprer Lapin started digging. One of Comprer Tiger's children brings their father to see. Coprin Tiger begins to laugh at Coprin Lapin. He must be digging his grave, he says. Should you not make it big enough for all of them since we are all eventually going to die? There is no food to be found. Well, this gives Coprin Lapin a great idea. <laughs> he began to dig and dig and dig until the hole was large and deep. 
And when the villagers came by, Copre Lupin started jumping around and happily singing that there he was through his starving, singing and dancing and having a great time and pointing to his hole. And of course, the guests jump down and get trapped. And as the dirt slides down on them as they try to climb out, then Copra and Tiger realized that he was about to throw a rock up to Copra and La Pen and realized that it was a potato. Well, now that he realized that it was a potato, everyone in the hole understood that they needed to dig for potatoes. So everyone began to dig and dig and dig and pulled up one, two, three, four, and plenty of potatoes so that they could all eat. Now, everyone in the hole realized that they needed to come out and the only person that would let them out would be Compre Le Pen, who agreed to throw down a rope and help them out. That is, for half of their take. This next story is called Compre Le Pen Pays the Price. Compre Le Pen did not like gossip. He was always annoyed with his friends whenever he found them discussing other people's affairs, matters that were none of his friend's business. One day, he talked to God. Mr. God, all these animals always be talking about one another's business. I would like to ask you a favor in helping me teach them a lesson. Every time they does talk about someone else, let them fall unconscious for an hour. God agreed. And the next day, Compre Le Pen set out to instruct the others in their wrongs of gossiping. He filled the basket with yams and lettuce, cabbage, potatoes, dashing, plants, and seeds. He set out for a rocky place, a rocky piece of land, and he began digging into the ground, pretending to start a garden. Minutes later, Compre Tiger passed by and just as Lupin had planned, Tiger was astonished to find Rabbit planting a garden in such a rocky place. He inquired, Compre Lupin, what are you doing here? Lupin breathly answered, well, Compre, I am low on food, so I am planting me a garden. Tiger began to respond, you mean you think... You can get food out of this rock, Compre. You must be going ma Before he could finish, he fell onto the ground unconscious. Compre Le Pen pulled Tiger's body into the full sun and sat down to relax for an hour. When Compre Tiger awoke, he was sore all over and the intense sun singed his fur. He sat up. And demanded, Compre Le Pen, what happened to me? Well, Compre, let that be a lesson to you on minding your own business. And if you tell anyone else, then the same is going to happen to you again. Oh, Compre Tiger agreed and slowly, sulking, walked towards his house. Every day, Compre Le Pen continued his game with all the animals. He did not notice that Copre Pigeon, high in the trees, watching all along. Finally, Pigeon decided that Lopin had carried his evilness far enough. He pulled out a towel on his back and passed near Copre and Lopin. 
His only words were, Good morning, Copper. This puzzled Le Pen, and he prompted Pigeon, Good morning, Compre Pigeon. Um, you see, I'm planting a garden here so I can get some food. Work away, Copre Le Pen. I'm going to bathe and trim, Pigeon said nonchalantly, bubbling off and strolling down the trail. Compre Le Pen, amazed that Copre and Pigeon had taken no further notice of him, sourly muttered to himself, Ah! Ah, pigeon, really fresh. You know what hair he have to trim anyway. His head is looking like... Before he could finish, Colprin Le Pen fell to the ground unconscious. Colprin Pigeon looked back over his shoulder and chuckled. <laughs> you, Colprin, learned to do unto others as you will have them do to you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales. But before we go, we want to remind you to follow, like, share, and subscribe on our social media platforms. You can follow us at Talking underscore Tales, T-A-L-K-I-N-T-A-L-E-S on Instagram, as well as on Facebook. And you can also check out our YouTube channel at Talking, T-A-L-K-I-N, Tales, T-A-L-E-S, where you can find snippets of our podcast, What Good, as well as get access to our virtual event that happened um, earlier this month put together stories of all kinds, meaning we had storytellers from singers, dancers, drummers, spoken word artists, and storytellers all gathered in the same place to share our stories the way that we share them. So you definitely want to check out that virtual event on our YouTube channel. Join us next week as we upload new episodes for your enjoyment. As we always say, gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and as always, what good? <laughs>